When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coach. Insightful BS with my Lakers teammates. An NBA legend, and in the house today, I got one of my teammates that I admire so much. You know what? <laughs> I would just say his name, Wes Matthews Sr., not yes, Junior, Sr. How you doing, Wes? Everything's well, Coop, man. How you doing? And, oh, man, thanks for having me on your show, brother. This is really cool, man. Wes, you know what? Uh, uh, first of all, you have the honor of being my first guest of 2023. So I just want you to know that you hold high standards for me. The second <laughs> bad thing, that's a good thing. The second bad thing is, Wes, I thought I was not the sharpest tack in the box with computers, <laughs> but you have beaten me, Wes. And <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. They didn't have these when we came up, man. Don't exactly. That's why it was so amusing and stuff to <laughs> listen to you struggle. Because about four months ago, I used to sound like that, Wes. Luckily, you have a good, significant other standing by you, helping you, because my wife always helped me with this stuff here. Hey, we're, we're nothing without him, buddy. You can believe that. What was it like growing up for you in Connecticut, Bridgeport, Connecticut? What was that like? Well, Bridgeport, Connecticut was similar to growing up in Watts or in Compton, man. It was tough, man. You know, we were drug infested. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of gangs, a lot of shooting and all that stuff, but through the grace of God, I had a basketball that kept me away from all that. You know, I knew all the big gangsters and pimps and all that, but they knew to protect me and keep me away from all that stuff because my goal was to be an NBA player one day. And uh, we still cool to this day, but I thank him for keeping me up the streets. I heard that, Wes. I, you know what? Ditto to that, man. Listen, give me two things that your parents told you when you were young that you still hold true and dear to your heart today. Be humble and respect others at all times. And uh, another one I throw in is just, just be you. I mean, don't try to, don't try to do something that you're not able to do. Stay within your lane and, and be you and, and trust in God and everything else will fall in place. So were you always a good player in high school, Wes? Talk to us a little bit about your high school career. Yeah, I was, I was a damn good player in high school, believe it or not. I, um, I ended up being a, a high school All-American. I come from a small town where nobody really knew me, but I was averaging 35 as a sophomore and 40 as what? a senior. Yeah, man, I was putting that ball in the hole. And that, with that broke jumper? With that broke jumper you had like that? Or was you getting <laughs> you to the know back? That broke jumper? But hey, but it fell. Plus, at the same time, you know, we didn't have the three-pointer, so we had to be able to get buckets. So I was, you know, I, I like to drive. I believe to go into the hole, get in contact. 
I had a great high school career that led me to go to the University of Wisconsin, where I ended up playing three years there before I went pro. And that's what I was going to ask you, Wes, that transition, was it hard for you going from high school to college? It was difficult for me. My grades were terrible. So I went to a, a junior college after high school. But for you, you went straight to a four-year. I mean, tell us about your transition. Yeah, but it, it was tough. I, I, had this, I had the same situation, man. Uh, we were academically, I wasn't prepared for a, a big, a big change school. So I ended up ineligible my second half of my freshman year. So I had to get my grades right. And then at the same time, my coach said, there's no basketball without grades. So I had to buckle down. You know, I thought basketball was going to slide me through or take that little C and be happy. That wasn't the case. You had to be exceptional, which made me a better person down the road. But in the beginning, the transition was tough. Basketball was easy, but the education side was a little difficult. So you finally accomplished that. And again, going, finishing up there, you were the 14th pick in 1980. You were drafted by the Washington Bullets. Did you think you were going to be a pro player before that? I kind of I, I kind of felt it because I had a couple other pros while Franco Lennick and Walt Luckett who had already been in the pros and I, and I was tearing their asses up on the basketball court. So I said, if they can do it, I can do it too. So, you know, once I, once I did my research after my junior year at, at the university of Wisconsin and, and I talked to a couple of pro scouts, they said, if you come now, you go first, first 20 or next year, you'd be top 10. I said, I'll take the top, I'll take the top 20 right now. Cause I got to go feed my family. You know, that little 80,000 was a lot of money back then. You know, Wes, that's so funny that you said that when you talk to other people about going to the pros. You know, I didn't have that opportunity to talk to other people, but somebody I kind of patterned my game after. Char Remember Charlie Scott from North Carolina? Oh, no question. Char Charlie was skinny and and was a good player. You know, I was a thin player, too. So uh, it's funny that you would talk to people and emulate because, again, back then, NBA was tough coming to the league. I came in in 1979-80, and it was difficult. No, no, no. I came in right after you, Coop. I came in 80. I came in the year Magic went in. And right after Magic, it came over, man. And it was tough. Back then, you got to remember, I went in as a hardship case. So it's either I made it or I did. Now they call it lottery. Shit, if I would know I was a lottery pick back then, it was a different, a different scenario. You now, demanded more money? <laughs> man, I, woo, I was demanding a ton of money right now. I, you know, the running joke is I told my mother she had me 40 years too soon. Because right now, look at the money they pay these dudes to sit on the bench on 1.7, 3.5, just to sit out and not even play. Man, we would have sit over there and been happy as hell for 2.6. <laughs> but we put up with a lot of shit, man. But again, remember, Coop, we didn't have two, three, four-year deals. It was a one-year deal every year. So either you was good enough to come back to training camp or you better go find a real job. So, Wes, your first year, how much money did you make? Sixty-three thousand. I still got the damn check. I still got the, the contract. I, 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 you know, back then again, there wasn't a lot. You know, the slots where you, you could go one through fifteen. This is how much you're gonna get. Back then, you had to negotiate, and so <laughs> Carroll went number one that year, and this idiot only signed for eighty-five thousand. So the <laughs> I'm like, Joe, why you take eighty-five thousand, man? Now everybody else falling behind you. So we had to take what he had to get. So my, he negotiated a one-year deal for sixty-three thousand, and I thought that was like ten million. 
<laughs> hey, well, you know what? When I came in, my you made more than me my first two years. When I came in, I signed for thirty thousand dollars, man. One year. You gotta be kidding me! You signed for thirty. Thirty thousand. My first year, West, I got hurt, so I was glad to have that because they kept me on the injury reserve. My yeah. second year, I came back. That was was eighty, and I was ready to play thirty thousand again, man. Man, they owe us some money, man. I think they, that league owe us a lot of money, bro. And here you are about to be a Hall of Famer, and you telling people you made 30000 So imagine how Jerry Wesson felt when they was making fifteen. <laughs> I was truly what they call a steal. So, uh, Wes, you know what? Uh, you are a true journeyman. You came in the league. You got drafted by the Bullets, but you played for the Hawks, the 76ers, the Spurs, the Bulls, and then you ended up with the Lakers. Uh, who were some of your favorite teammates on those teams? Well, believe it or not, man, I always gravitated to the big boys. So, you know, when I was in Washington, Kevin Porter was 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 my mentor. Wes Unsell was a mentor. Of course, when I got to Chicago, I had to I had to motherfucking maintain Michael because Michael thought he was really good. But you know, I've always gravitated to the big names. When I was in San Antonio, George Gerber took me under his wings. Oh, I love oh, Ice, man. man. Didn't you love Ice? Ice oh, is a man, good guy, Ice. man. That dude is the dude, man. And then when I got to Atlanta, I had Dominique. So believe it or not, man, like I said, I was telling somebody the other day, I think you're gonna make like the 16th or 17th Hall of Famers that I play with. Because I've been around a whole bunch of the great ones, bro. And not, you know, not to say that, you know, my favorite teammates were mostly big men, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, Wes, who was, uh, okay, of all those teams, what was your favorite team? Oh, come on, man. You know the Lakers got the, you see what I got on, baby. You see what I got on, baby. I mean, I had a great, I had a great time busting y'all asses when I was in San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> You know the story that Magic tells, don't you? You know that story when Wes was going crazy out there scoring 35. We said, Wes, that was the game plans to let you score. That's, that's a great damn story. But like I said, I appreciate that game plan because it got me, it brought me over there to y'all. I mean, once I got to LA, man, and I was around you and Byron and Magic and the crew, man, we were so locked in to win it all, man. It, that That's when basketball got really fun for me. Because I didn't, I was always having to prove myself. Because again, we was on one year deals. I always had to go somewhere and make a team, make a team, make a team. I knew I was talented, good enough. But when they all accepted me and brought me over there, bro, I was, I wanted to ride it to the sunset, bro. Because that was well, you know and that that was the one thing I appreciated and loved about you. First of all, I see you as kind of like a smaller version of me. You're being six two, six three. I'm six five, six six. But you had that tenacity that aggressiveness, that's, I'm going to kick your ass today. And that's what we loved about it. What people don't realize about that Laker teams back there in those days, especially the 80, the championship teams, that our bench and our practices were tougher than what these guys were going to see in most games. So I think we, that old saying, iron sharpens iron, we always had them guys ready. Wouldn't you agree? Ain't no question. There's no question about it, Coop. Me and you used to tear Magic and Byron's ass up every single day. But 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 what made it so sweet though was we would tell them if we tear your ass up, you want to be ready when you see somebody else my size or when you see somebody Coop size. You should be prepared because, like you said, our bitch could have played and started any anywhere in the goddamn anywhere in the league because yep, we were just sure. that good. I mean that second unit we had was crazy cool, but I but I love the fact that and, uh, the people don't believe, and I tell them, 
man, our practices was harder than the game. Because yep. <laughs> we scrimmaged hard every day. We pushed each other. We did have no animosity. We knew at the end of the day. I tell the story about the time we lost two in a row. We were like 20, we were 21 and two. And we had a two-game losing streak. Imagine calling goddamn uh, team only me. I'm like, what the hell is this? I'm coming from San Antonio. I, I'm coming from San Antonio. I lose 40, 50 games a year. We lose two, and now we got to beat it? I was like, oh, this is special, and this is different. This is kind of different over here. But, but I'll tell you what I did. I love playing with you, man. You told me a lot. And like you said, we were – if I was six – you were a prototype size I wanted to be, six six. Fast link, he can dunk, play D. But you, but you brought it out of me because remember when we got when we started hogging down, bro. Pat went to me and you to go lock that D down. Stuff his backcourt there. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. You listen to Showtime with Coop and uh, uh, insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA <laughs> legends. And I got one of my favorite teammates <laughs> on the show, Wes Matthews. Wes, we're at the point of the show now where I call it Coop's Lightning Round. I'm okay. going to ask you five names and you tell me as much or as little about the names I'm getting ready to bring up to you, okay? Okay. Xavier McDaniels. I still want to whoop his ass. <laughs> to this day. Xavier, good player. I, I respect him. But, you know, he, he had the Lakers in front of him. That's not like anybody else. It's going to be a bad day when you play the Lake Show. Greg Popovich. Didn't get to know Pop that well because I had confidence in Simmons, but I think he's a, he's a bright mind. I think he's right on their path as far as a uh, – X's and O's in a coach. Michael Jordan. Hell of a basketball player. Could be an asshole sometime, but he's a great dude. I mean, <laughs> but if you if you need a bucket, uh he, he can get one. I think he's an exceptional player. Kobe Bryant. Loved him. Sad he's gone. Uh we played against his father most of the time, but I had a pleasure of meeting him, man. I thought he was he was a special kid. And last but not least, Magic Johnson. Oh, that's Buck Row, Buck Row. The ultimate point guard, ultimate party animal, the ultimate person, uh, very good teammate. And uh, you only get to be special people like yourself and Magic Wall once in a lifetime, man. So I think it's, all of them are special in their own unique ways. Wes, you know, you probably wanted to, uh, there's a, a, a influx of former players whose kids are coming into the league. I just saw something in the paper, you know, you just to name a few, uh, Scottie Pippen's son, uh, LeBron James' son. My son is, is, is in the mix now a little bit. Your son is in the league. What are your thoughts on that? Did you, did you ever groom him? Did you think he would be a pro player? 
I did. Well, you gotta you gotta remember, you all you all blessed him. Y'all anointed him when he was fucking forty eight hours old. Remember, we went back to San Antonio, That's right? Yeah, and you all held him and all touched him and, and anointed him. But I knew he had the skills just based on his DNA for me and his mother, who was a great athlete as well. Uh, so I'm just happy to be able to watch him. He found his own his own niche. He's he's he's, he's very similar to you. Very good defender. Don't take no shit. And if you leave him over, he's gonna knock that three ball down. So he found his niche, and I, you know, I support him. I, I go to, I, in fact, I, believe it or not, I just left Pat Riley. I was at, I was in Miami this weekend and watched him play Miami. But uh, it's just an honor, man, because there's a lot of great players that don't have kids up there. So to have mine up there, man, is is, is truly special. And to be did you give him that thing where he do the three point shot? No, did he come up with that, or you come up with that? I did bow and arrow. I, I yo, Coop, it's crazy. I'm still playing a fifty and over, and I pull it out on people and they be like, "They go that." I've been pulling out the bow and arrow. See, but remember, Coop, we couldn't do no kind of stuff like that back in the day. They were fine. I mean, and three point so shot now is it, more. Back then, it was. Um, it's more of a weapon now than when it was for us because we yeah. were always taught championships won in the paint. So you throw it in, double team happens, you swing it around, and then you took that shot. These guys now come down. That's that's that, that that's part of the offense. Cool. Them motherfuckers is getting up 55 threes a game. <laughs> we didn't get up 55 threes in a season because it was situational basketball. It wasn't a shot. I mean, even you, you were a great three-point shooter, Byron. You all didn't even have what? How many threes you shot in your career, maybe? Wes, I probably think one season I might have shot maybe 20, 25 threes in That's a game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, Byron might have shot another 30. Yeah. Larry Bird, if he shot 50 during the season, that wasn't a that wasn't a weapon of choice. It was a situation of basketball. You need a three to win it or you need a three to tie it. We weren't coming down jacking that thing up, man. We would look at you like, you're crazy. You come out there shooting 17 threes in a game. And no two pointers. What? Kareem would have cursed us out. Kareem and Worthy. Cat would have kicked all our ass. He would have jujitsu with every last one of us in that block of room. Like, yo, man, you don't bring me this bro. And clever too. Clever would have been looking at us like we crazy. Wes, uh, you coming to the team? Talk to us a little bit about. Uh, when you got there, as opposed playing the Celtics, as opposed to playing them when you were with the other teams, playing them against with the Lakers. Talk to us about the rivalry, and you know, from from those other teams, and then once you got with the Lakers. Well, it was to me when I was with Atlanta, we played them in the playoffs, and when I was with San Antonio, it was just like playing the Celtics. It was like let's go to Boston, kick their ass, get the hell out of here, because you know Boston's not a favorite because it's not one of our favorite places, but. When I became a Laker, and it wasn't, I honestly can say this, it wasn't until I, we, I retired and I started watching video that I was in one of the best series of all time. I didn't, back then that was our job. So we just went to work. Just, just go to work. I didn't understand the logistics of they played each other 15 times in the finals. They got 17, we got 17. I, I wasn't paying, we didn't pay all that no attention. We just ball. But after I left the league, I was like, shit, we played in the Boston Garden against the Celtics in a Lakers Celtics series. And I'm that like, whole wow. shitty arena, not they knew when we played yeah. in that one, that wasn't shit. 
That piece of shit ass Boston Garden that had holes in the floor. Remember the type of coop? It was 85 degrees outside. It was 120 in the building. They turned the heat on. <laughs> Dirty fucks. They turned the heat on on us, man. And that's what imagine you you imagine saying, oh, don't worry about it. We just get warm and we're gonna go out there and tear their ass up. And when they hit that hook shot, me and you said, let's go home. You ain't coming back here no more. And they were mad. But I didn't realize the magnitude, Coop, until after I was gone, that that was the series of all series. And I laugh and I love it because I mean, when I go to Boston, I wear Lincoln gear, I'll be proud of it. Yeah, we remember kicked your ass. They be like, man, get that Lincoln gear off. Yeah, man, fuck you and Boston. How about that? <laughs> hey, man, which, which Celtic did you hate the most? <laughs> the Celtic that I... That dead in our car. I wanted to punch him in his face every time I saw. I mean, I mean, God forbid he was a decent player, but he talked so much shit, bro. Come on, man. I mean, I didn't play a lot, but I didn't talk shit to another player. I didn't, <laughs> you sitting there talking shit to you on the bitch too. So shut the hell up. I, I wanted to kill ML, but and then I had a uh me and Joe Henderson became good friends. We started playing golf together and we laugh and joke. He talk about Joe Worthy, man. I still got that pass I picked off. I said, you, <laughs> you tell him you're punching your face. Cause we still <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, Wes, you know what? You're funny, man. I, I, I love you, Wes Matthews. Hey, listen, Wes, you know, we had a, a great opportunity to be some part of something special, obviously with the Los Angeles Lakers, yes. but when we retired, we just recently, what was that, two, three months ago, we had a Laker reunion. Man. Talk to me about that reunion we had in Maui. Man, let me tell you something, man. You saw, I cried every damn day, man. Every time they said something, I was crying because I was just so happy to be around my brothers again, man. It shouldn't have took 30 years for us to do that, but unfortunately it did. But it was the greatest moment it was great. It, I put that right up there with the with the goddamn parade, Coop. Yeah. It was just that, it was just that special, man. Yeah. Because only the special ones that was a part of it knew. And for Magic and Rouse to put that together the way they put that together, man, we should do that twice a year, goddamn it. Somewhere. <laughs> that was absolutely fabulous, well thought out, perfectly placed. The only problem I had was that sitting in the back of the play, and that shit hurt me. I was too little to be in the back. <laughs> so next time we gotta get Riles to sit in private because it was a lot of us, a lot of the big fellas, Smack, Mike Smack, and all the big dudes. They had a hard time chucking them at a hard time sitting on the thirty eighth row in a big ass play. But other than that, man, it was a, it was, it was beautiful, man. I think, I think it, it showed us that how special we really were. Then Riles going back, pulling out the videos of how special we really were, man. I mean, it's cool. That was a come on, man. We were the first team to do that in 19, 20 years, bro. Back hey, Wes, what what uh, uh, speech touched you the most? Because uh, for our listeners, everybody had an opportunity, and that was the great part about it. Magic kind of like he did on the court, choreographed everything, but yeah. he had people come up and speak every day and tell about their feelings and what team meant to them. If there was one speech that touched your heart. Because I'm like you, Wes. I was almost crying whenever somebody said Mike Schmert got up and said some things. You yeah. know, milk wag all the time. What speech touched you the most? Besides you and, I mean, they all did. But I tell you, Spencer's was a, Spencer's was a hell of a speech. Yeah. Spencer Haywood was a hell of a speech, man. Spencer. That was the one that got me too, Wes. Because you know what? Wood, 
had some difficulties at that time and came yes, up and man, when he started speaking, man, he man. told it from the straight from the, the how it man. was. And that made you respect that man even more to where he was standing that day. I came after Spencer, but I played against him, but I knew him. I knew some of the stories, but for him to succeed the way he succeeded and coming after he just lost his wife, man, I, man, that, that was touching, man. Because I don't know if I could have pulled that one off if I just lost my best one. But that was that was a great moment. I think Riles did a great job with the music and bringing you know bringing the videos and show us what we what we were really about. Because I think half of us didn't realize just how fucking good we were till we all retired. Yep, yep. Because that was our job. That was our business. We had to go get that. And I mean, it was special, man. I, I got to play golf with Clever and Eddie J and Byron. You, I mean, it was, man, it was, man, it was, it was so special, man. That, that, that I didn't know you were that good of a golfer. You're pretty good out there. Hey, Coop, I, I, I had to put the basketball down for a minute and find something else to do competitive. So I picked up that, I picked it up late, but it's a very challenging game. I really enjoyed it, man. And then just the camaraderie of the people you can roll out with, man. You know what I'm saying? How many people say they play golf with Clever and Jay's worthy every fucking day? Nobody. Who's hey, you know what, Wes? I don't Dude, think Byron, any other Byron, team. Byron, I don't think Byron. any other team could have put something like that together because you know what? We truly, truly loved each other and liked each other. Not many teams can say that. Not too many teams can say that. Not too many championship teams can say that because yep. everybody had their own different little opinions and little different and you went those. One thing about what Pat did, Pat made everybody check their egos at the door. I didn't give a damn if you was Magic, Kareem, you, me. From the goddamn Water Boys to, to Rudy to, to fucking Gary V, everybody knew their role. And that's what made us special. And yep. nobody bickered, nobody said nothing about playing time. All we wanted to do was take it out on that next team where we got the next day. And that's what made us so special, man. And then for us to now be back, join it together, man, you don't know how many players really needed that, man, needed this. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of us did have a, have great careers after that. A lot of us did, you know, we did okay, but not like some of us. But for us to still be connected and still be in love like we just left each other out of practice is crazy. That's yeah. what made it special. Hey, you listen to Showtime with Coop, uh, my boy Wes Matthews Sr., because his yes, son is playing, so I can't say just Wes Matthews anymore because <laughs> Junior is doing his thing out on the court. I got my dog. My yes, little one, my man, Wes Matthews here. Uh, Wes, a couple more questions for you. You know you're busy. You want to thank you for spending time with us. Oh, Your man, thoughts on the NBA it. today? I appreciate it. The NBA today, it's hard to watch, Coop, because, because of the analytics and driving in the lane and the basket's right there and you're driving the kick because you say three is more than two. Yeah, but two is easier to get than a three. So it's 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 – the game of runs are still the same, but it's just something ain't there, man. Something something is missing as far as tenacity. And then I never seen, you know, the, the load management, people taking day offs and stuff like that. Come on, man. You tell Magic to take the day off. I'm starting Cooper West. I know. Magic look at you like you fucking crazy. Like, I don't care, man. I'm playing unless I'm in a cast. I mean, that was that's how we were built. So I, I respect it. I respect the fact that we've made it even greater than what it is because without the doors that we've opened for these young dudes and for these dudes to get the money and to play the way they're playing, it all started with players like us 
and even the Havlicek's, the the Chamberlain's, the 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 Willis Reeves, the Frazers, those dudes are the are the pioneers that allow these dudes to be where they are. And I just would like to see them be a little bit more humble and give 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 back to respectability of the people that did it before. I heard that, Wes. I'm with you on that. Uh, Wes, you know what? LeBron is about to do something real spectacular, man. He's about to, on the verge of breaking Kareem's scoring record. This year, they're saying it's going to happen this year, but, you know, within the next two years. If he does that, who would you consider the greatest of all time? Go. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem will always be the goal to me, bro. I, I mean, yes, it's a hell of a feat. But me as a person, I love what LeBron's done, his, his, what he's did for the league, what he's done for himself, what he's done for his family and people is great. His basketball abilities is off the charts, but he has a three-pointer. You're talking Kareem with 38,000 with two threes in his whole career. So, yeah, he's, he's on the verge, but I, I'm still going to, even if he does give it, I hope he just breaks it by two and just calls it a day retired and, and call it respectability. But that shouldn't be his lifelong goal because at the end of the day, the chips is what's happening. Yeah. He needs more. He needs more championships than he does points. But he's he should break it soon because he ain't got nobody on that damn team that can score. He got to shoot it every damn time. He's shooting so, all the time. <laughs> he's shooting thirty. He's shooting twenty eight attempts a game. Could you imagine you shoot twenty eight attempts a game, Coop? That's my arm would have fell off. If I got, if I got 15 shots, bro. <laughs> That's my point. These dudes is getting up 28 shots and 16 over threes. So, you know, my goal, and I'll take it to my grave, will be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, bro. I mean, okay. that's just because I play with him. I just think anybody that changes the game, revolutionized the game with one shot, it, <coughs> is, 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 is awfully special, awfully special. Wes, who uh, comes out the East this year? Boston looks pretty good right now. But I I, I got to go. I'm going Milwaukee-Boston in, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. Who's coming out the West? Got to watch Denver. Denver looks pretty damn good. Denver and looks they'll be playing. Yeah. And I, they'll be playing who? I, I would say I'd like to see a Milwaukee-Denver series. I think Milwaukee, if Middleton comes back strong and they and they and Bud starts coaching like he's supposed to, I think they'll be uh they'll be legit. But so, you know, so, there's a lot so of you're stuff. saying you're saying West Milwaukee's gonna beat Boston to come out. Yeah, to I think, yeah, yeah. With, with a healthy Middleton, I think they get there. If, if Middleton comes, if Middleton's come back last year, if they, if they were there last year, I think they get Boston in seven. But okay, and uh -oh. and and so you have Milwaukee, Denver. Who, who's who's the champion? Ooh, I gotta go with the Bucks. I gotta go with the Bucks. I like I like what Denver did. I think mean, bringing Carwell Pope over there. They and Murray's playing really good. Uh, you gotta ask me that question after February when I see who's playing after All Star break. <laughs> and I want to know that question not coming from your heart, but from your basketball head. I gotta go. With I know you talk. Look, you you saying that because your son's on the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah but I, that too. But but I still I still like 
their their nucleus. They have a really good setup nucleus. It's just a matter who really whoever's gonna go healthy down the stretch, man. If anybody gets hurt, that that, that could change. You could throw Memphis in a, you could throw Memphis in there if they start rolling. I mean, it's just a matter of, of who's hot at the right time. You know, the first like 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 Riles used to say, the first one is 16, win it all. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Hey, Wes, you know what? Let's talk about something that happened. That's a couple more questions. Uh, everybody, we got Wes Matthews Sr. on my yes, on the Coop Showtime with Coop Show. There was an incident that happened early in the season uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Draymond punched Jordan. Had he punched you, what would happen? We'll still be fighting. <laughs> one, of us would have to go. one of us would have had to go. There would be no talk. Either I'm out of here. You couldn't pull it together here. for the team's sake? No, we'll get together for the team's sake, but we're going to iron this out, though. We go in the locker room and y'all just, you know, put them in a circle. Let's get this shit over with. Now, once whoever gets their ass whipped, we call it a day. Now, let's go back to work. But, but you know, just to just blast that kid like that, and you know you – 240, 250, that kid's make a buck 90 and you just blast him like that. I mean, it had to be something really personal, but we would have got that in. We would have closed the doors. It wouldn't have never got to the media. And we would we just, you would have never known what happened. We we got a, we got a championship to go get. Wes, we the fault to I won. That's my saying yeah. on it. We were gonna fight till I win. If you say I don't want no more, then I figure I won. That's when we gonna stop. And it wouldn't have been a fair fight. Whatever the closest chair, whatever I can get my hands on, bro. Cause you bigger than me. I gotta come, I gotta go get my weapons, man. My, because cause you put yeah, I mean, but you know, Draymond apologized. I mean, it happens all the time. You know, we had fights in practice, yep. elbows yep. in practice, practice. I mean, that's just the nature of the game. But we, we we never got that far with a get physical put their hands on the people because you know we were crazy. Yeah. We, I, ain't no coaches holding us, ain't no players holding us. Man, get out the damn way. Let's get this over with, bro. Because we got business to take care of. Basketball was our business. So I res I respect that 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 you know they talked it out, but shit, it seemed like they got worse. They can't beat nobody on the road. <laughs> and you know what, Wes, I really believe that has something to do with it. Oh, but I question. see the Warriors. They still got that that heart of a champion. I see them coming out of the West. I like Denver, as you're saying, but those guys got that championship heart, man, and they'll I, pull it together. You know what? I I, I kind of totally forgot about them, but they you better watch them because they're the, they're the they're the defending champs, and and they're wounded. But bro, they play a game so good. They play it properly. I mean, I I see them in Denver coming out of the West. If Denver's if Denver plays us, they got the only thing I worry about with Golden State is they can't fucking win on the road for some stupid reason. Yeah, maybe we gotta change around after after All Star break. But you know, I I, I respect Clay and, and uh, Steph and Draymond and them for what they've done. I mean, and you know what, Wes, I'm I'm like you. I think health is gonna be a big problem for all teams. If oh, Denver goes lose a couple of players, then their chance is going off the the window too. So, exactly. Wes, you know what? You had a great career. And you ended up playing overseas as well as I did. When I left, I went and played in Milan, uh, uh, Rome, Italy for the Il Massagero team. You played for several teams over there. How was that like playing over there? Did you enjoy it? Oh, I enjoyed it, man. I I enjoyed the culture. I had, we had just went through the hustle and bustle of nine years in the NBA, so it was a different grind. So to go over there and play once a week, twice a week, that was right up my alley. In fact, I, I missed you when you got over because I ended up in Varese, Italy. And I used to play against McAdoo and uh, Dan Tony. Wes, I whooped your ass when I got over there because I had a whip. 
green light. Back to do, back do it, Michael Ray. Fuck me up. I think I got you. <laughs> Yo, in fact, me and Michael Ray played the All Star game together. <laughs> we played the All Star game against the uh, against the Italians. Michael Ray had fifty six, and I had sixty two. <laughs> Yo, we was over there clowning because, you know, ain't no Italian stopping me, man. You out of your damn mind. Y'all don't know nothing about this game over here, man. This is what we do with the pros. We give you buckets. But my overseas career was more for me to, to decompress, but at the same time still stay visible in the game of basketball because the NBA, they love NBA players over there, so it gave me the opportunity. I did, I did Italy, Spain. I did the Philippines. I did. Uh, I did. But China. you moving around over there, Wes. You yeah, moved no, around I, I, a lot. I did. I did another seven, eight years over there, just moving yeah. around to other countries. And you that know, money was money, just as good. The money was good as hell too. <laughs> so, so I, 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 I thought it was, I thought it was a, a really good way to end the career by seeing other countries, learning different dialects. That's when I got to meet Kobe when he was a little boy over when his father was over there. Uh -huh. So it was. Uh, it was a learning experience, but it was good. I I, I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Lakers right now? What do they need to do to come? What did what? First of all, what do they need to do to get into the playoffs? And if they get into the playoffs, what do they need to win? Well, first let's of just all, say that. Let's start with him. <laughs> first of all, AD has to come to work. Yeah, we ain't seen AD in about three years since the bubble. So I need AD to bring whatever he can bring every single night because he's a terror when he's on the basketball court. I need a healthy AD. I need a better bench coming off that, coming off that pine because I'm not too, I mean, I like what, I like how Westbrook has tamed himself to the point where he's like, I'm going to do what I got to do to make this team better and not be the scapegoat. I love that part, what he's doing because he's a valuable basketball player outside of what he's doing. But I just think, I just think they need to get in the locker room, man, and say, what do we really want to do? Like we used to do. What are we, yeah. what are we here for? Yeah. Are we here to get paychecks? Or are we here for chips? Because Lakers is about chips. So now you got to sacrifice. And I don't see the sacrifice on everybody's part. I love what I love Darwin Ham. He got his hands full, but he's he's handicapped without AD. Wes, um, Everybody, Wes Matthews. I mean, this, Wes, I can't tell you how much I love you enough, brother. Our ultimate respect for you and everything that you've done. And our friendship goes deeper than this. And yes. just glad that you took time out. Uh, Wes, what do you got going on now? Talk to us about what you're doing in the community in your hometown. Well, I'm doing a lot. Of, I just got finished. I just retired from coaching. I was at a private academy at Greenwich Academy. I just retired from there. But I'm, I got a new venue that I'm going to have to include you in. I'm working with a group to bring a, a, a prep school to Los Angeles. We're working on bringing a Putnam Science Academy to uh, Los Angeles in the next two years. That's our project. Uh, we've been working on that for the last couple, last year and a half. So we're almost done. We're still looking for the property and the land. We're going to do a boarding school. Slash, we already have one in Connecticut who wins national championships. And we put out 35 to 40 Division one kids every year, male and female, and all sports. So we want to take it to the West Coast. We're we're looking to bring it on the West Coast uh, in the next two years. Doing that, man. Personal training and, and just watching watching my son, man. Watching son hey, and play. 
Wes, if people want to donate, how can they donate or get involved? Is there, you have a, a Instagram or? We'll just have a link. Hold on. Uh, the donation is going on Putnam Science Academy. Uh, it's putnamsciencecademy.org. And they can look it up and see. And uh, we're taking donations. We're, we're really just really starting to get off the ground to come to Los Angeles. Uh, we thought that would be a great melting pot, uh, being that it's diverse. And diversity is key with us. But the key component is we're not just a prep school for sports. We're, we're education first. So I, I got to reach out to Kareem and see how he what he's doing with his STEM cell because we because we're a STEM program. So we want to include that. So I'm gonna bring in the whole family, the whole Laker family. When once we go ahead and get it finalized, uh, you know we got I got to come back on your show and talk about it, and we'll give you some more logistics on it. But man, just staying busy, man. Just trying to stay healthy, trying to stay good looking like you. In fact, the next coaching job you get, I better be on that bench. <laughs> Yes, Matthews, I love you, man. Brother, thank you so much. I know it's difficult for us to finally make this connection. We were supposed yeah. to do this a long time ago, but better late than never, baby, like the Showtime reunion. We got over there together. Wes, I love you, man, more than you know, little brother. Just take I care of yourself, you man. You already know, man. And you tell Nick, stay healthy. And uh, he got my numbers to stay in touch. But I'll be in touch with you, though, Coop, man, and to your fans, man. I'll be there when he goes into the Hall of Fame because he's right down the road in Springfield. And believe me, when you get that call, young fella, I'm there. You can believe that. We gonna don't talk. be surprised if I kiss you on the lips, okay? <laughs> <laughs> later, <laughs> later, Wes. <laughs> love later, you, man. man. Love you. All right, buddy. Okay. Peace.